Hello there and welcome to episode three of the Or So She Says podcast. My name is Narissa Shea. I am a personal trainer, EIQ certified nutritionist, a yoga instructor, sport and exercise psychology consultant and a professional Irish dancer. I'm so excited to talk about this topic today. It is my favorite topic to talk about. I could write a book on this topic. I honestly could. Mindset. Actually, you heard it here first. I am going to write a book on this one day. So if you're listening to this, you heard it here first. One day, Narissa is going to write a book all about mindset. To actually whittle this down to talk about just a couple of topics today to try and keep it within the half an hour was really, really difficult. So here we go with episode three, how to cultivate a winning mindset. So firstly, I'm going to pose a question. Do you ever find yourself setting some really exciting goals, buying all the things you need to achieve that goal, getting super psyched about achieving the goal, and then losing motivation soon after? You are not alone with anything in life, be it fitness goals, fat loss goals, mass gain goals, career goals. The reason why you want to achieve this goal has to be clear and concise and it must align with your values. If you're not clear on these two things, there's absolutely no amount of goal setting that's gonna get you anywhere where you want to go. So I need you to get very clear on these two things because they are the fundamental drivers behind why you do or want to do anything in life. So the first thing we're gonna talk about today is values. So I want you to ask yourself, what is of most importance to you in your life? If you had to do like a top five, what would your top five be? Would it be family, friends, human connection, career, success, money, financial freedom, travel, socializing, health and fitness? It can be anything. There's no right or wrong answer here. And I think it's really important to point out here as well is to ask yourself, most people will put down like family and human connection and all these things, but they're like, Am I actually choosing these because I do value them or am I choosing these because society tells me that these should be my values? Because there's no right or wrong here when it comes to values, but you need to get clear on what your top five values are because they are literally the fundamental drivers behind why you do anything in your life. So bear with me now as to why this is important. Say for example, I have two women with the same fat loss goal. They're both the same age, maybe they're the same weight, height, maybe they're friends, okay? One woman is married and has two young children, maybe a newborn and a toddler, okay? And the other woman has just launched her own business and is single. Chances are their top five is gonna look very different. Now that's not to say that the second woman doesn't value her family, but maybe her values at the moment are gonna be more based around career and socializing and networking. Whereas the first woman would probably have her children in the number one slot. And that's not to say that she doesn't prioritize socializing either. And this is not me blanket boxing people's values, but just what I'm trying to highlight here is the importance of being aware of what your values are. Like maybe the first woman actually loves a good party, but for the sake of this blog and for this example and for this podcast or whatever means you're listening to this, we'll say it wouldn't be her number one, okay? So how does this affect their lifestyle and ultimately their roles? 
Well, along with the fact that their lifestyles and schedules would be completely different, they are inclined to make decisions based off what they value most. So if I was to give these two women the exact same training and nutrition plan, even though they might be the same age, weight, height, etc., what they do with that plan and how they will actually incorporate it into their lives is going to look very different. So a very good example of this, and I'm completely open with talking about my values. I have no problem with talking about my values. I will give you an example of my top five and how they mold and shape the life I live and how I feel very out of alignment when I'm not living in line with these values. So number one for me is relationships. So family, friends, romantic relationship, human connection in general, really. I, something I realized when I went traveling on my own is that although I'm a very independent person and I love my own company, I actually prefer to experience things with people. So when I'm going traveling and I'm doing all these cool things, I actually like having someone there to experience things with. So human connection for me is a big important factor in my life. So I found that when I was traveling and I actually ended up meeting all my friends from my yoga course, all of a sudden I just felt a lot more in alignment with myself. I was a lot more content. And it's not to say I don't love my own company. I do love my own company, but I really love and thrive of experiencing things with other people. So that's why for me, relationships, human connection in general is number one. Number two for me is career and purpose. So like I will outright say I would choose career over socializing or anything at the moment, because for me, I launched my own business last year. I love it. And I feel like I've finally found like a purpose. So to be successful in my career, but also to help as many people as I possibly can through coaching and the content and the message I put out, really, really important for me. So I had to take a lot of time off this year. My dad passed away this year. So that kind of resulted in me having to take a step back from work quite a lot this year, which was really, really scary at times because you know you work for yourself when you take time off. <laughs> There's no one there to kind of pick up the slack. So it was a really, really tough year. And actually, when I got back to work, and I'm kind of only really getting back into the swing of things properly now with my coaching and back to full capacity, I feel very aligned now because I'm back doing what I love and I'm back helping people. And that for me is just so important. The next thing for me is health and fitness. Outright, that is just always been a priority for me, but even more so since I turned 30. Fueling my body and brain with good nutritious food, training for strength and enjoyment, practicing yoga, meditation for my mind and my body. When I'm not practicing these things, I'm like a tyrant, anyone will tell you that. Like I just need to do all this because when I feel good, I show up better for other people. And that is really important for me. Next thing for me is travel. I want to see as much of the world as possible and experience as many different cultures as possible. Like that's not for everyone, but for me, that's so important. Like I feel like I've missed out on a whole year because I didn't get to do a lot of travel this year. And I felt very unaligned and uneasy at that thought that I feel like I've wasted a year because I love the eye-opening experience that travel gives you because you meet people from other sides of the world and you see how they live their lives and you realize that we're in a bubble where we live and that just because we think a certain way it doesn't make it the way it is it also doesn't make it necessarily the right way and i think travel really opened up my experience for this so for me 
I would rather sacrifice an entire two months of going out and socializing if it meant I could go traveling somewhere. Now for someone else whose priority is actually socializing every weekend, this wouldn't suit them. And the reason why I'm saying this is important is because if I say, for example, that I can easily stay in for two, three months and not really go out or go to pub or anything like that, like I am in a position then where say I had a fat loss goal, it's a lot easier than someone who prioritizes going out every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So this is where I'm saying getting clear on your values is important when it comes to actually setting your goals because it's gonna shape how you approach it. And the last one for me is financial freedom. I don't really care how much money I make, like, <laughs> but like, I love what I do and the fact I get paid to do that is great, but at the same time, ultimately it is still a business and I still need to be able to live and pay my bills. Having a bit more money for financial freedom to actually go and travel and things like that is really important for me. So for me, that did make it to the top five and I have absolutely no qualms with saying that. Like I worked as a dancer for 10 years. I broke as fuck for 10 years, like literally living paycheck to paycheck. And like only I had my mom and dad's house to come back to every time between tour, I would have been royally screwed. But my dad was always like, go and do what you love, do it for as long as you can. You always have the house to come back to. And I was so lucky. But like I literally lived as a broke dancer for 10 years. So actually being in a position where I own my own business and having a bit more financial freedom to actually do the things I enjoy is something I do value. Because then once again, when these values are being met, I show up better for people. If I'm stressing about money and not paying the bills and stuff like that, my clients don't get the best coach. So things like that are important. So you need to get clear on your values and then you can get clear on your goals. I got asked by someone a while back, how long do you reckon it'd take me to get a six pack? And my response was actually, well, why do you want one? Okay, now not the response you'd typically get from a personal trainer, so stay with me. There's so much talk around the importance of goal setting and all the different types of goals people set. Short term, medium term, long term, outcome, process, smart goals, all of these really important, okay? But something that's often overlooked when people go setting goals is the all important why. Why do you actually want to achieve this goal? And what do you think is gonna change when you achieve this goal? Because I don't wanna be like, the bearer of bad news but most of the time if you've ever achieved a goal the minute you achieve it the goalposts are always moving you're already thinking about the next thing you want to achieve so it's important to like you know celebrate the wins when you do achieve something in life but equally realizing that you need to fall in love with the journey and that's something I'll talk about near the end so, so many people want to lose weight, get stronger, get fitter, all of these, they're great goals, right? But you have to ask yourself when you're setting this goal, why do you want to achieve this goal? And when you do achieve this goal, how are you gonna feel? We all live such busy lives. And when it comes to achieving any goal in life, it does take time and some degree of effort and sometimes some sacrifice, okay? Everyone struggles with days where motivation is low, but the difference between someone overcoming that and someone giving up or giving in to the alternative is simply their association with why they are doing this. So a really good example of this would be someone coming to me telling me they want to lose four kilos or someone coming to me and saying, I want to be in better shape so I can play with my kids. The why is tied to a greater emotion in the second example. 
And there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight, by the way. But you need to tie it to something that means something to you. It really is going to be the difference between you giving up when times get tough or whether you will find that inner strength to push through because you know what is waiting for you on the other side. Like I always say this to my clients when it comes to fat loss goals. If you're constantly relying on the scales and measurements to be dropping every week when you're ticking off the boxes, you are going to struggle. You have to figure out why you're doing this. And something I try to get them to focus on is how they're feeling. Because like, usually when you're ticking off the boxes and you're eating good food and you're training well, and maybe you don't notice a massive difference week on week because you're just ticking off these boxes that aren't actually overly that hard to tick. Over time, the aesthetics does come, the weight loss comes, but it shouldn't be the sole focus of the goal. And that for me is really important. And it definitely should not be the sole focus of the goal over health. Health is the forefront of my coaching. And if someone is sacrificing their health for a fat loss goal, I would pull them up on it. But all my clients are really good and they care about their health and fitness and their wellness. So I haven't had to have that lecture with anyone yet. (laughs) Okay, which brings me on to actually setting goals. So you need to set quantifiable goals with tangible targets. Right, so I think everyone's heard of the SMART goal principle at this stage, okay? It needs to be specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time-based. I'm gonna go through this really quickly. I'm also gonna flag one of these that I don't agree with. So the first one is specific. You need to get very particular with your goals and set out exactly what it is you want to achieve. Like there's no point saying, I want to lose weight. You're like, all right, okay, well firstly, if you've identified why you want to do it, that's great. But like, are you giving yourself a time scale? Are you saying exactly like, I want to fit back into my jeans that I used to wear? Something like that, it's quite specific, okay? Because that leads you on to it actually being measurable. Like, how are you gonna measure your progress? Like something I do with my clients is we use measurements. And like for most of my clients, I actually tell them to throw the weighing scales out because I would rather them just focus on the fact maybe their clothes are feeling a little bit better. It is a much better indicator of fat loss goals than just completely relying on the scales but I will do a whole podcast on the weighing scales because that deserves a podcast in and of itself. The next thing is achievable. So analyze whether you can achieve your goals within your time frame and with your current resources. So basically like someone coming and saying I want to lose like 20 kilos in two weeks is not really achievable. Like it's just setting the bar too high. So something I like to say to my clients is like, can we set the bar at a reasonable amount? Like instead of saying, okay, I'm coming from having never trained before and I am gonna take on all these new nutrition principles and train seven days a week. I'm like, whoa, 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 why do you feel the need to do that? You'll burn yourself out in two weeks. How about we set some realistic things here where we say we're gonna train three times a week and we're gonna slowly implement drip feed these nutrition principles that are all new to you. And slowly over time, it's a learning game, realizing that not every week needs to be perfect, but that is achievable, okay? Now here's the next one, realistic. I don't agree with this one. (laughs) Now this might be the spiritual hippie side of me, but I think you need to dream big. And people tend to underestimate what they can achieve in a specific amount of time. So like one of the things here is it tells you to be realistic as much as we love big dreams. Don't set yourself up for failure with unrealistic goals. Set big fucking goals. When you're setting your long-term goal, 
set them. Who cares? Like, especially when you're setting ones for like one year down the line or five years down the line. I set myself a goal two years ago of launching an online business, working for my protein and starting a podcast. And within two years, I achieved all that. Now, that might not seem like a lot if you've been following me for a while, right? But two years ago, I hadn't even done my personal training qualification. I just finished it. So to set those goals for a five-year target was pretty out there at the time. But look what happened. It fucking happened because I dreamed big. Now, that's not to say you write it down and just expect it to happen because that's how manifestation works. Like, you have to fucking work for these things. Let's call a spade a spade. I didn't sit on my arse and it all came to me. I worked my bollocks off to get to where I am, like. But I set those goals. And something that you don't realise is with the subconscious brain is when you write these things down and you might not think they're achievable, you're going to start noticing opportunities that you wouldn't have noticed before because you're a little bit more aware of where you want to go. The last thing is time-based. Set yourself ambitious goals within a realistic time frame. So I like to set like weekly goals, I set monthly goals, I actually set yearly goals, but I also like to set like quarterly goals. So like for every quarter, you know, the way a business does like quarterly reviews and breaking the year up into four. I quite like doing that as well. I'm a big fan of just writing things down. So setting these SMART goals is gonna be valuable to keeping you on track. The next topic is one of my favorite topics to talk about. Proactive self-compassion and delayed gratification. So not just hashtag self-care Sundays. I'm actually talking about starting to practice delayed gratification. So I think we get a little bit caught up with hashtag self-care Sundays and hashtag treat yourself, getting your nails done and things like that, which is all really important for self-care. But another form of self-care is actually being a bit proactive and asking yourself in any given situation, what can I do now that my future self will thank me for? That's real self-love. And like delayed gratification means resisting the temptation of an immediate reward in anticipation that there will be a greater reward later. And it's a powerful tool for learning to live your life with purpose because, okay, maybe you don't want to do the workout today. Maybe you don't want to go and meal prep for the week. Maybe you don't want to work at the weekend because you've worked all week. But these are all things that your future self will thank you for. And the more you can get into the habit of asking yourself, okay, is this something that my future self is gonna thank me for? And if the answer is yes, then do it. And maybe you don't wanna do it in the moment, but you will thank yourself for doing it later. And the more you do this, and the more you reaffirm that feeling, the more you will actually start practicing it. I was listening to a podcast actually the other day with Jay Shetty and Dr. Eamon, and he was asking him for like his top tips for like brain health. And he was just like, it's simple. Love foods and activities that love you back. He was like, it, it really is that simple. Like, think about it. When you're about to eat the big, dirty Chinese, okay, in the moment you want it, but does that food love you back? Are you going to feel great after it? Probably not. And I'm not here to bash on about good and bad food. There's no good and bad food. I'll do a whole podcast about this. There is more nutrient-dense food. 
but doing things because you love yourself and not because you hate yourself is really important and that comes down to things with food it comes down to your relationship with food comes down to your relationship with exercise as well going to the gym to punish yourself is a terrible motivator as opposed to going to the gym because you love your body and you want to strengthen your body that is a fantastic motivator we humans by nature will tend to sway towards the path of least resistance and that includes things like snoozing an alarm, choosing a takeaway over nutrient-dense food, scrolling endlessly on social media. They're all great at the time, but in the long run and doing too much of them is going to harm you. So start practicing proactive self-compassion, not just hashtag self-care Sundays and delayed gratification. The best way to practice this what can I do now that my future self will thank me for? The next one is something I really struggle with and I have been trying so hard this year to practice it more. Imperfect action. I really struggle with this. So ultimately doing something is better than doing nothing. So don't get too caught up with trying to be perfect all the time. Now I am a self-professed perfectionist. I like to credit that to my dancing career and working as a dancer and being a competitive Irish dancer. I did my thesis on this so I wholeheartedly think that when you are being judged in a certain way and essentially you do need to be perfect to win, yes I do think this can affect your overall life and you start to think that everything in life needs to be perfect. So I am a self-professed perfectionist and if I put something up and I realize there's a spelling mistake or I put something up and I'm not really that happy with it, I have such a tendency to want to change it, but I'm trying really hard to practice imperfect action. Like even with this podcast, the first and second episode, the first episode there was a bit of a few dodgy ed edits in it and also, the second episode, I couldn't get my microphone working with Colm. That really triggered me. But I was like, put it up. Put it up even though you're not 100% happy with it. And I'm so happy I did because the feedback I've got has been amazing. So I need to really, really keep practicing this because it's something I really struggle with. But something I tell my clients all the time is it doesn't need to be a perfect week. It doesn't actually need to even be a perfect day. Whether it's your calorie target, your step count goal, don't tie yourself into thinking things just on a daily basis, like, because life happens. It gets in the way. And you shouldn't let a bad day turn into a bad week, turn into a bad month. Like, it is your consistency over time that gets you to your goals, which brings me on to the next point is consistency over perfection. You know, like, when you've got loads of housework to do, but you can't seem to pull yourself away from the sofa. If you actually get up and start unloading the dishwasher, that's gonna start a chain of reactions. And soon you'll probably end up doing more than you ever anticipated. Another really great way of doing this, approaching this is actually to do the 15 minute rule or the five minute rule. Say you're gonna do something for five minutes or 15 minutes and then see how you get on. If you want to stop after the 15 minutes, do. But most of the time, once you start something, you'll end up continuing. So it's just really important, like, because it is consistency over time that gets you to your goals. It's not about smashing 
one day in the gym and then being like, okay, right, where's my results? Maybe you don't have a great day. Maybe you don't have a great week. And I actually always say to my clients that you probably learn more on the weeks where you consider that you had a bad week than the weeks where everything went perfect. Like putting too much pressure on yourself and going from zero to 100 overnight is only gonna leave you feeling inadequate when you inevitably hit a bump in the road. So it's important just when you're starting anything as well to start with small steps and build it up gradually. My next tip, and I actually talked about this recently on an Instagram post, is morning routines. And I'd like to tie sleep hygiene in here as well. So this is actually one of my top tips with regards to achieving any goal, is you need to do at least one thing every morning that reaffirms your goals. So for example, if your goal is fat loss, and I know I talk about fat loss a lot, but that is literally what I do as a coach. So I have a lot of examples. (laughs) You need to do one thing every morning. So something I'd say to my clients is, why don't you do a couple of squats while the kettle boils? Why don't you do a couple of push-ups while the kettle boils? Like maybe weighing yourself every morning if you're not emotionally attached to the scales and you don't care what the number says, is something you can do every morning. Subconsciously, throughout the day, you are going to be more inclined to carry out behaviors that align with these goals without even realizing it and without any extra effort. You might make better food choices. Maybe you park a bit further from work so you get some extra steps in. Maybe you realize all of a sudden that you're taking the stairs a lot more often. These are all huge and maybe they don't seem like a lot when you're doing them. But as I said, and tying back into what I said in the last point, your consistency over time is what's going to get you to your goals. So sleep is also one of the most overlooked facets when it comes to behavior change. If you are not getting adequate sleep, and I know the people with young babies are gonna hate me for saying this, and I do apologize, but it is something that I need to point out. You are going to be more inclined to struggle with everything the following day. And it's going to make making decisions that align with your goals a little bit harder if you're not getting adequate sleep. So, if you can, where you can. Paying attention to sleep hygiene is one of the most straightforward ways that you can set yourself up for better sleep. So my top tip here is to get into the habit of like a nighttime routine. Maybe do a couple of minutes of a meditation, maybe a bit of breath work. Maybe try reading instead of scrolling on your phone. Maybe have a chamomile tea, sit down and do a little bit of journaling. And as soon as that's finished, go to bed. Like just your body loves routine and craves routine. And if you can start going to bed and waking up at the same time every day, over time, you'll realize you don't need to set an alarm. Like I don't set an alarm anymore unless I really have to make sure that I'm up for teaching a class or something. I just naturally wake up at a certain time because I naturally go to bed at the same time every night. Now, I never used to be like that, and my mother can attest to the fact that she literally used to have to drag me out of bed and nearly dress me to go to school because I just would not get out of bed. But over time, I just, even when I wasn't tired, I just went to bed early because I was like, I want to start getting up earlier. The only way this is gonna happen is if I go to bed earlier. Like, I need sleep. I am an overgrown child, and two things I cannot deal with are being tired I mean, hungry. (laughs) And uh, Connor can attest to the fact that 
I am not a nice person when I have to deal with those two things. Which brings me on to my next point. Parent your damn self. And this is where I come down to being a little bit tougher. There's a really nice quote from Kristen Neff. And she says, you would not let your child eat five tubs of ice cream, so why do you let yourself? It's a really simple question. We do not think of this regularly. We do all this shit to ourselves that we would never ever do to our child, to our dog, to our niece, to our nephew, to someone we love. And we'd probably advise our partners not to do it. But yet we do it to ourselves. Why? This brings it back to that point. Do things because you love yourself, not because you hate yourself. It's really important to parent yourself. Like if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're an adult. And I hate to tell you, no one is going to come and do it for you. Like you really, really do have to ask yourself in certain situations like, am I parenting myself? Or am I just kind of mollycoddling myself and letting myself away with murder when I know I could do better. I would not let my child do this. I would not let my niece do this. I would not let my nephew do this. Why am I letting myself do this? And that's a hard one. Like remembering that when it comes to food and exercise and anything like you've unconditional permission to do whatever you want. You're an adult. Like you are. We all are. But this kind of ties back into the same thing, asking yourself in these situations, is this something that my future self is going to thank me for? Or is this something that I am just prolonging suffering? So it is a bit harsh, but it is true. Sometimes you do need to just parent your damn self. (laughs) Which then brings me on to using failure to your advantage. Don't be afraid to fail. And I actually advise you to try to do one thing every week that pushes you out of your comfort zone. I often say to my clients, I said it before, that we learn more from the weeks we see as bad weeks than we do from the weeks where everything goes to plan. I could actually write a book on the fear of failure and perfectionism, but the moral of this story will always be, don't give up if you fail. Life happens, things don't go to plan, but you have to learn how to navigate these situations without throwing in the towel. Learn from where you fell down the last time and put things into place to help you cope better next time. There's a really cool quote I heard recently, I have no idea who said it, but I was like, oh my God, he's actually so right. If you never give up, you can't fail. Keep going. He's so true. Like you listen to all these stories of these massively successful people, right? And we tend to look at these really successful people and think, oh my God, they were so successful. But we don't look at the amount of times they failed before they got there. They tried so many different avenues and the only difference between them and people who haven't succeeded yet is they didn't give up. They just kept going. So in the same vein as failure, don't let others, like people's success, dishearten you, especially when it comes to social media and stuff like that. It's important to recognize that what you see online is not real life. This is actually a perfect example of me. I get messages all the time off people and they're like, oh my God, you're slaying it, you're slaying it, you're doing so well. Like, there's a lot of people that message me this year and they actually message Connor and they were like, 
wow, Narissa's really slaying it this year. And Connor was just like, her dad, her best friend died this year. She is not slaying it. You're literally going by what you're seeing on social media where I literally have to keep showing up because it's my job. Like I love it, but essentially social media is my job. Do not be fooled by what you see on social media. You're seeing a snapshot of someone's day. They could have been crying for the entire rest of the 23 hours, 59 minutes that you didn't see them on that screen. Remember that. Which actually brings me on to another thing. I actually highly recommend taking a day off social media every week. I do it every week. I try to do it every week. Now, maybe this doesn't affect other people as much, but because my job involves social media, I really need to take a, a day off every week. Like, and I just feel so refreshed after taking a day off social media. Like I literally delete everything. I delete Instagram, I delete Messenger. The only thing I keep is WhatsApp because I use it for work, which I don't mind. Like that doesn't bother me. If clients need me, they can get me on there. But other than that, I take the day off. I couldn't give a fuck if it messes with my algorithm. I really don't care. My mental health is more important than hitting 10K followers on Instagram. So another thing though is like always be happy for people succeeding like take inspiration from your role models and focus on your own journey like it's great to have role models i actually was journaling the other day and one of the tasks i had to write out was who do i look up to and i wrote out these five people that i look up to not one part of me is jealous of them people like i love them and i think they're amazing and all I ever do is look at them and be like, what can I learn from you? I don't want to be you. Like, I don't. I don't want to be any of them. I love them as people, but I love myself just as much. But I'm like, what can I learn from you? That's a really cool thing to have. And it's a lot more productive than being jealous of people online. Which brings me on to my last couple of things. Motivation is a terrible motivator. <laughs> No, I'm only joking. It's not a terrible motivator, but it is terrible to rely on, okay? So the difference between someone getting where they want to go and someone giving up is really their relationship with motivation. Like you can't rely on motivation to get you anywhere. Do you think any of the most successful people in this world were motivated all the time? I always say to my clients, like I'm always so honest with them. I always say to them, I'm like, Lads, do you think I actually want to go to the gym all the time or do yoga all the time and meditate? No, I fucking don't. I'm human. Like I sat in the car for 10 minutes the other day with a can of monster looking at the gym going, I do not want to do you. I have had the worst period cramps all week. I was like looking at the gym going, if I just stare at it for long enough, maybe the workout will just happen. No, but I had the can of monster. I parented myself. I kicked myself up the arse, put on a good playlist and just went in. Motivation is going to wean. It's going to come and it's going to go and it's going to come and it's going to go and use it when it's there. Like it's great when you're really motivated. It's fucking great. You can achieve anything. But there's going to be times where you're not motivated. And they're the days where you have to kick yourself up the arse and just get it done. Maybe it's not going to be the best workout of your life. Maybe the day isn't going to be the most fulfilling day of your life. But you still ticked some boxes 
and did stuff and showed up for yourself, which is so important. Which then brings me on to weekends. I'm just going to say a quote here and then I'm going to leave it because given what I talked about in the last podcast, I really don't need to go into much detail about this. But use the weekends to build the life you want and not to escape the life you have. That was one of the most powerful quotes I heard this year. And I was like, holy shit, I used to be a Monday to Friday warrior, hardcore Monday to Friday warrior. I spent Monday to Wednesday hating life. Then Thursday I'd be in good form, starting to get back in the buzz. Tomorrow's Friday, Friday would hit, counting down the hours, go to the pub, have a great weekend, pay for it for three days. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, especially when you're younger. Oh my God, I am all for people partying hard. Like, I had a great time in my 20s. No regrets. I have absolutely no regrets. Like, I love the crack. But it comes a point then where, as I said, you have to question your values. And for me, that's just not a value of mine anymore. Like, I felt very unaligned the last couple of months because I had so many social occasions on weddings, hen parties, I went to electric picnic and all these things just left me feeling very out of alignment. And I was like, this is just not a value for me anymore. And I prefer to do things at the weekend that sets me up for actually enjoying my week. Like I love Mondays now. I absolutely adore Mondays. They're probably one of my favorite days of the week. So I'm always like, oh, fresh week. What are we doing this week? Love doing my to-do list and stuff like that. I sound like weirdo, but honestly, I used to dread Mondays. Like I used to sit there all Sunday, literally shaking, rocking back and forth in a corner, thinking I can't believe tomorrow's Monday and I have the whole week ahead of me. So use the weekends to build the life you want and not to escape the life you have. My last thing, and this is so important, you need to in some way, shape or form, enjoy the journey and not focus on the destination. This is massively important when it comes to anything, but like people who want to get famous, people who want to fit into a certain dress size, it's okay to focus on what you want to achieve, but in some way, shape or form, if you're not enjoying the journey on the way to that destination, you're actually not really gonna enjoy the destination as much as you think you are it's probably going to be a bit underwhelming. I was listening to a podcast, I think it was um, Diary of a CEO, and he talked about, I'm not sure if he talked about when he got his first million or he got his first million subscribers or something like that. And he said he was so focused on this goal. And when he got to the goal, he felt so underwhelmed because nothing changed. Like he was just like, whoa, I thought this was going to be so different, but it actually wasn't. So he was like, next time I was setting goals, I made sure that I enjoyed the journey to get into that goal because that's actually what's more important. And that's something I focus on a lot with all my goals, but like, especially with my business and stuff like that, I always say like, you know, these are my big goals and these are my process goals. But like, sometimes I take a step back and I'm like, but am I enjoying what I'm doing now? Like, I'm really excited for where I want to go. But am I grateful for what I have now? And I think that's a really good mindset to be in. It's like excited for the future, but living in the present, enjoying the present and being super fucking grateful for what you have in the present, while at the same time having massive dreams, massive goals, and knowing for a fact, if you work hard enough, you can achieve them. I think that's pretty cool. 
The last thing I'm going to say, and I've said it throughout this podcast, is please, please, please do things because you love yourself and not because you hate yourself. Like, go to the gym, play music, do all these things. Do it because you love yourself, not because you're punishing yourself for something. If you overeat at the weekends, don't go to the gym on the Monday with the mindset that you need to burn it off, okay? There's nothing to burn off. Go to the gym with the mindset on the Monday going, maybe I overeat at the weekend. Hey, food is fuel and I am going to have a lot of fuel for this training session. Maybe I can hit some PBs in the gym. Totally different mindset there. So my take on message here is when it comes to any goal in life, you can have the best coach in the world, the most expensive plan, all the equipment, but you also need to realize no one is going to do it for you. But if you start implementing the tips above, or even a couple of them, you're definitely on the right path to succeeding any goal because it all comes down to your mindset. No one is going to do it for you. You have all of these resources at the tip of your fingers. You have a phone. You can Google anything you need to know. You can hire a life coach. You can hire a personal trainer. You can hire a nutritionist. You can get all this help these days. It's at the tip of your fingers. Use it. But don't expect anyone to come and do it for you. I always say to my clients, and it's my favorite thing to tell them, I am Google fucking Maps, but you drive the car. And I will leave it at that today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please follow, subscribe, maybe give it a rating, a little star rating if you're on Spotify. And feel free to share it with your friends. This was probably one of the episodes I was most excited to talk about. And I'm really proud that I managed to keep it under 45 minutes, actually. So have a lovely day. And I will be back soon with episode four. Which, by the way, if I get to episode four, a lot of podcasts don't make it by episode three. So we're off to a winning start. Also, I just hit over 100 listening people like 100 people actually listen to this i'm so excited and so if you're one of them people thank you so much and sending you lots of love have a fantastic week